What's up, fellas? How's up, it going? <laughs> nah, man, I'm good, dude. Excited to be here, dude. Glad I finally got y'all in here, man. Yeah, I, man. I've been, I've been. You've like, been asking for a while. I've been, <laughs> <laughs> listen to this bullshit. Listen to this. Yes, don't joke. I've been, I've been watching you dudes for a little while now, and y'all are doing some shit. And I was like, we got to get them on here. So hell yeah, cool man. <laughs> uh, look, we got some Tierra Nobel. Um, I had this in the last tequila talk. It's not aired yet, but um, by the time this airs, that one had been. And um, this is a uh, Neho. And since y'all are on here, y'all got to drink some tequila with Dude, me. fill me up, sir. We're looking for sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> and this is a, um, I don't know if you guys drink tequila, but this is more of a, this is not a take it and shoot it. I mean, if you want to, you can, whatever, but it's a real good tequila. It's kind of like a, um, a sip good. Sip drink. Yeah, it's a good sip and drink. It's like a good aged whiskey, man. It's uh, some smooth. This is great. It is smooth. I'm a fan. I like good it. Deal. Well. And that's why I only drink this. Yeah. <laughs> only. He's setting it up already. So um, so you guys got a lot of shit going on. Um, y'all have a band that y'all are doing well with, um, and you've only been doing that. Now, how long have you been doing that? Oh, God. A year and a half? Maybe a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. And then your recording studio. That's that's the real ticket, right? Yeah, You guys are doing real some deal. shit with that. Like, so before we get into all that, um, Leaf and Kyle, how did y'all, how did, first off, how did y'all meet? Because I met y'all through, like, I feel like I met Leaf through, like, fitness and lifting weights and shit. Maybe see him at the gym. Same thing with you. Um, but we never really collaborated much. Um, but yeah, how did y'all get together? How did all this shit happen? God, man. I don't even know where to start. I I kind (laughs) of remember. It seems like we met, like, (laughs) ten times, you know? Um, I think the first time we ever met was at a show. Um, it was, uh, was it in, was it in Homer? No, no. Uh, the first time we met was actually in Monroe, and both our bands opened for Big Smo that night. At that strip club? Yeah. <laughs> and I was Well, I'm thinking of another show. No, another show. <laughs> nah, nah, uh, we met at the uh, Big Smo show, and uh, all he wanted to talk about was this TC Electronics pedal he just got. Yeah, I was, I was more a nerd then than I am now. Oh, my God. <laughs> it, it was bad. I've calmed down a little bit. Well, so we were sitting there nerding out, you know, enjoying the thing. And uh, at the time, I think he had just started dating a friend of mine. And so I regularly go over their house and hang out. And, uh, you know, just basically we shared we like to lift weights. We like to play music. And, I mean, that's really all it took. Yeah. Just came best friends right then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And stepbrothers. Yeah, (laughs) just just like the movie. (laughs) How long ago was that? Oh, dude, this is shit. Uh, Over a decade? You were still with Cody Cook. Man, this is probably 2011. Okay. I'd say 2011, okay. somewhere around there. Yeah. Yeah. And how long, Leaf, how long have you been playing music? Uh, I probably started, I was like eight, okay. seven. Okay. Uh, started off on drums, went to bass. Last thing I got on was guitar, and I was like, I'm not, I don't need to learn anything else. Yeah. <laughs> I did buy a cello recently, so look out. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting and, good. Kyle, how long have you been doing it? Oh, man, I think I started playing guitar when I was, oh, God. Probably 11 or 12. Um, at the time, I lived with my grandparents in Oklahoma. And all my all my grandparents, all they listened to was either Bob Wills or Ricky Skaggs. Okay. So, like... Some old, <laughs> old banjo yeah, fucking shit. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> my mom got remarried and moved down here. And uh, I remember being in, like, ninth grade. And my buddy was like, dude, you ever heard of Godsmack? I was like, what? And I, the first time I heard... What was their big song? Uh... Oh man, it I stand I, alone. It was, it was, I stand alone, or something like that. It was, was that, was that Godsmack? 
Yeah, that was God's song. Wasn't it? it was. That was God's song. Yeah. Was it crying like a bitch? No, no. <laughs> that came out. That banger came out later. <laughs> um, but no, I remember listening to that and uh, uh, ACDC's back in black, and I was just like, dude, there's a whole other world to this. Like, oh my god. Then I got infatuated with rock and roll, and I was like, I'm going to leave all this chicken picking stuff behind for a little bit. And then over time, I kind of came full circle back to it. Yeah. You know? But uh, but yeah, to answer your question, I think I started playing guitar when I was probably probably about eleven. And then I got into banjo and whatever well, else play, I they, From what I hear, you can play anything. Man, I try I to. <laughs> try yeah, to. Yeah, he's uh, particularly, I'd say his best instrument. I mean, he's great at guitar. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Good at pedal steel. The best at the skim flute. Yeah, <laughs> skim flute. <laughs> I've mastered that. Yes, I'm a virtuoso. I'm not going to lie. His finish time for me is it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have, you have, um, Steel guitar, you play a lot of that too. Pedal steel guitar, it's crazy because, uh, you know, most people associate pedal steel guitar with like, and I get it, it's kind of a stereotype, like it's only old guys who play, which is, well, you it know. Is. It is. Normally. It's like, man. Like, when I saw you playing that, I was like, holy shit. Yeah, um, and it, it's weird when I got into it, like, there was this old album that came out, I was probably 15, 16, and it was an instrumental pedal steel album. Um, I think the guy's name was Bruce Capan. And it was just like weird, like ambient pedal steel stuff. And it was just like the most beautiful thing I ever heard. And then later I got into the more traditional stuff because it paid well, you know. But like, so anytime I play pedal steel guitar, it's more of like this, like, how weird can I make this and not make it sound like traditional twang stuff? Yeah. You know, which the, the, the old school twang stuff is cool. But it's, it's it's boring to me. I'm always trying to look for new new things with that instrument. And there, yeah. there's so many things you can do with that instrument. It's like, I feel like it hasn't fully been tapped into yet. You know? That makes sense. I mean, that most of the time when you think of steel guitar, you think of 70s country. Which know, is great. Six, like 60s Merle country, Haggard, 70s, all that yeah. stuff. Man, it's yeah. awesome. I enjoy yeah. that. But, like, there's so many different things you can do with it, you know. Yeah, I wonder how it could be implemented into some metal shit. Y'all probably already working on yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> we actually have an album coming out next week. Yeah, yeah. Yes. 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 No, you, there you go. Yeah, there you go. no, we actually are doing that on some pretty metal stuff. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Kyle was the first person I ever seen actually do one with an Evo on it. And I mean, besides that, you're the only one that's actually like really experimented with. Yeah, effects. people who don't know what Evo is, it's like this. It's this little device. I don't know. It's it's a little bit smaller than a phone. But you, you, it, it's thing's got a nine volt battery and it, it hovers over the string. And when you turn it on, it makes the string sustain indefinitely. So you don't have to pick it or anything. It just hums. Just yeah. And you can move around on it. If I had one here, I'd show you some sounds on it. Right. Well, also, you. the tone of it, like the frequency, is completely different. The sound is. Com- yeah, the timbre of it's, it's totally. It, it changes it completely. Yeah. It's like you can create these worlds, you know, inside a song with this this little Evo and a pedal steel. It's just like, it's almost like a string section but it's a pedal steel it's yeah. really cool man. very atmospheric yeah well so you guys been playing for a while um at what point before this band happened at what point did you start singing dude what? i swear like six months ago first time he talked to me we were in a fucking bar drunk and i was doing karaoke with some guy or something remember that shit and he came up to me he's like man you should be a lead singer. I was like, fuck no, man. We should try no, it. Man, just yeah. shut up. No. Yeah, dude, I, this was probably maybe two years ago. Um, and prior to those two years, Leaf had, you know, we would hang out drinking and he would, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to eventually talk him into this, but <laughs> he's got like 10 songs that he's like parodied up 
Like, uh, what was the Enrique song? I can uh, be your nympho. Let baby. me be your nympho, baby. Yeah. Dude, so yeah. we would get drunk, and he would just like, you'd see him with the guitars. Oh, he's got the guitar. He starts singing these songs. It was great. And I remember thinking, I was like, man, he's got a pretty good voice. He should do something with that. And then this was probably about two years ago. He was like, man, I, I want to cut a song. And he let me hear it. I was like, dude, you sound really good. And then here we are. So, <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's a recently acquired talent, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's still a new one. That's a new one. Yeah. So you have um so you have an album out now. Yeah. Or is uh, it a single? Did you do a single? I, I do album? I'm doing nothing but singles. Okay, you do singles now. Okay. Uh and it makes more sense today. Yeah, I mean there's no point like spending all that time and taking that long of a break to cut a whole album to release it and then you could have been dropping singles all the time. Yeah, the slow drip. Well, yeah. You well, know, that's what I tell people cuz I mean if you People come to the studio, not to cut you off, people come to the studio all the time. I was like, man, I got 45 songs we're going to do. I'm like, you're going to release all this at once, like this anthology? Yeah. That's cool, you know, but it's not the same as like, dude, I can remember the first album I ever got was Limp Bizkit's Significant Other. I still jam that thing. (laughs) I jammed it on the way up here. Like, I love that album. And I can remember back then getting these albums, and it's like, you took it in as a body of work. Yeah. You didn't have Spotify to bounce around stuff and like, you would wear that CD out until, you know, you ask your mom, hey, it doesn't work anymore. Can I get another one? You know, um, but it's not like that. I call it in the age of TikTok, you know, every, yeah. everything's just instant gratification. Yeah. So I feel like if you go in and you release 20 of your best songs, you know, it it, it just goes under the rug, you know. Most people, likely they hear one of those songs. Yeah. And then it's like five years later and they forgot about it. Where if, if you have five songs, you can drip that out over the course of the no, year. No, I agree. I agree. And then they get to pick and choose what they like. Well, you know, exactly. it's funny too. Different demographic, will like a different single. Kind of like like when you pull, drop an album, someone would like. For instance, I think of like uh, remember Lil John and the East Side Boys and that album yeah. dropping. Everybody jammed the. I don't whole think I listened to that one. Fucking CD. <laughs> Hold what? I'm gonna have to jam it on the way out of here, dude. It's been a <laughs> shit. And, and like you would have one person be like, "Oh man, to the windows of the wall." And the other person was like, "Well, did you hear the blow?" You know what I mean? Like the whole like it just depends on who's listening to it, who's gonna pick out a song, right? Right. But um, no, I think it's I think it's cool. So what? So you start singing. When do you start singing? Like before before this band generated. Like, were you doing anything? Were you messing around with stuff? Or y'all just threw it together? Honestly, the only really one of the first reasons we ever did anything was an advertisement to try to get people to know that we did rock music. Okay, that's when we did the Prince thing. Yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah, dude, it, it was it was just fun. We weren't trying to like. I guess be anything with so that. that those of y'all who don't, yeah. So they recreated the. Um, it was a Chappelle scene, right? Yeah. yeah. They recreated Chappelle show, show scene with Prince. Uh, you know, everyone who anyone who from our era knows that story. Charlie and, Murphy. Yeah. Charlie <laughs> Murphy. <laughs> so from there, that's kind of how it taken it took off, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that it took off from just that because we were uh, we love doing Texas country and stuff, but it's nice to play something different. Yeah. Or work on something different. And we weren't getting anybody really doing any rock stuff, and we we're like, "Hey, we could do this too if you, you know, if you're interested. Our studio can do this as well." And uh, oh, sorry about that, but <clears throat> that's done. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, so we wanted to let people know that we could do that, and and that that was the big selling point behind that is just to let people know that we can do this and we yeah. can provide the service. Yeah, it, it was only, it was almost more of an advertisement thing than like some passionate like this is what we want to do is like Chappelle show skits and you yeah. know, it was just more of a, a gimmick to get people to, to notice. And that's for the recording studio. <laughs> yeah. And so how long have y'all been open now? It's been like a year. 
A little over a year. Okay. Yeah. And so what has happened in that year? Oh God. A lot. Like, dude, I don't think this podcast is long enough. Dude, let's talk about (laughs) it though. I'm interested. Here's, here's, all right, look, here's why I'm interested. I may have brought this up. To, I know I brought this up maybe on the show, maybe outside of the show, talking to somebody. I can't remember who it was. But um, this area was so pivotal, like, uh, for music, you know. Yeah. In the 50s and 60s. And, you know, like Louisiana. Louisiana era, yeah. And so since yeah, then. Stop doing that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> since then, it's went, you know, kind of, it's just, you know, kind of slowly I feel like there in the 90s, we had the rock era where, you know, these bands come up late 90s, early 2000s, like tragedy and stuff like Dude, that. Yes. And it kind of reinvigorated this area for a little while for the, for the rock scene here. And there was, you know, some a lot of good talent coming out of here. And I Great. saw some of these people on the show. And uh, you guys know all those people. And, um, and since then, there really hasn't been anyone around here promoting music production. Yeah. Um, they're just re- I mean, maybe there's a studio here and there, but they're not like – they're not – Basically, I don't know. They're not broadcasting it well, or, or they're 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 not known. I didn't know. Like when I heard you guys were doing this, immediately what I thought was somebody fucking need to. Might as well be y'all. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right, right. You know, and I I think it was a a great endeavor. I mean, and a great decision. Yeah. Is so. I went to school for Pro Tools in two thousand five, and when I got done with it, you know, I, I started playing in original bands and stuff like that. And I'd always been in and out of the studio. I just, I loved it, but I had this itch to scratch to play live and, and do that. So I guess in 2013, I moved to Nashville and I got to tour and do everything I wanted. And one of the last shows I played was the Grand Old Opry. And I was like, now what? You know, and I, I'd been on the road for probably three and a half years and I was just burnt out, you know. And that, through all that, I was in the studio. Were you playing lead guitar this whole time? Or was and, both? And pedal both? steel. Okay, okay gotcha. Um, double duties. <laughs> Didn't pay double, though, <laughs> yeah. unfortunately. But, um, yeah, and it just got to the point where I was just burnt out on uh, not playing music, but just being gone, you know. I mean, I'd go out for two weeks and come home for, like, four eight hours. And you do that for a couple years and, like, your friends become acquaintances and families. just like, you don't really have much to talk about. You know, it's just, you feel kind of disconnected. But anyway, where I'm going with the story is, um, I got to the point where I was burnt out on travel and I was like, and I was always in and out of the studio. So I was like, I'm just gonna start recording stuff out of my house, you know? <clears throat> and, uh, I just, I'd always loved it, but like, I really fell in love with it. You know, I think it was that stage of my life where I had transitioned out of touring. Yeah. And, done that you already got your feel of that got my feel and i still love playing live like with leaf like doing local stuff you know um but like the two month tours and stuff i'm kind of i'm 35 i'm kind of getting on up there you know i'm kind of over that but some people (laughs) some people love it and that's cool but i I just i really feel fulfilled you know being in the studio and making stuff come to life like it's just because like some of my favorite records you know it was like the band was great But it was the producer and engineer that really brought that home, you know, and it's this body of work that you just like cherish, you know, your favorite albums. It's like, man, I want to be that guy. You know, I don't, I'm not worried about being on stage in front of people or having this big name. I just want to make great albums, yeah. you know, so. Well, I think it's, I think it's always interesting too when, when it comes to production and studio recording <clears throat> is that so many of these studios out there were so like highly sought after. And so these artists would have to, they felt like they have to go there mm-hmm. and get that person to work on their music. And there was never nothing right there convenient for them where I feel like what you guys have 
you've kind of got full circle. You know the industry. Yeah. And you're not and, just someone trying to <clears throat> produce someone. You're actually someone with some, like, knowledge and talent. Yeah, and that's – me and Leaf talk about that a lot. Like, dude, we've been out of in and out of so many studios over the past, you know, our career. Um, and most of the time you walk in there, it feels like you're in a dentist's office, you know, and it's like – you get the the product back and you're like this is shit like it's really underwhelming <laughs> this is yeah that's the think, best why word think, why do you think it's shit though do you think it's shit because the the atmosphere wasn't there no. man um, not so much the atmosphere's the personnel yeah yeah, okay. yeah it's well it's not cared yeah uh, i mean pretty much the faster you get it out the faster it goes the more money you will probably make mm-hmm. uh, uh but also i think that's a negative thing cuz if you want to be if you want to be like somebody that's really making a lot of money and doing well, you have to be great. You have to be the best. Yeah. And there's no if ands, or buts about it. If you want to be a Bob Rock, then you've got to be anal about everything that you do. Mm-hmm. And it's got to be – it is your job to highlight those artists and their talent. Whatever they do, it's it's your job. Yeah. And even, even now, like, you know, with the studio, like, I'm in there every day. Yeah. I was in there this morning before I got here. Well, it's like almost like a full-time job now, right? Yeah. And it's, I still learn things every day. Like every time, even things I've done a million times, I either find a faster way to do them or better way to do them. Um, but all these details, like the more I do it, the more anal I get. So I'm, tr- I'm trying to get to the point where I'm like, man, I don't want to work with that guy. He's so anal. He's a dick. But like at the same time, it's like, man, do you want this shit to be good or not? You know? So it's there's kind of a fine line. I think it's just how you approach clients. Yeah. You know? Well, so tell me some people you've been worked with this past year, like that you y'all couldn't believe, like holy shit, these people are coming here, <laughs> Man, sitting in here in this studio, and we're actually collabing we, with them. We done. Um, this was there's and we're we're relatively new, so no one like you know right, Gene like, Simmons or anybody. Right, yet, right, right. You right. know, um, but we had a uh, this was this was probably six or seven months ago. Um, so one of my really close friends I grew up with, Blake Griffith. I don't even know if you know. Yeah, Blake I know Blake. Griffith. I know Blake. Yeah, phenomenal guy, amazing songwriter. Um, he actually had a, a cut from Tim McGraw on his last album called Hallelujahville, that was written about Grand Kane. I mean, damn, it's an amazing song. Like, go listen to it. So <clears throat> to backtrack just a little bit, um, it was Blake's idea originally to move the stu- studio out of my house into that restaurant there. And me and him used to, when we were kids, used to eat fried chicken over in the corner. Yeah. You know? So he told me that. I was like, dude, this is nuts, man. I, I'm not doing that. And then, like, two weeks later, me and Leaf were like, yeah, we're doing this. <laughs> so here, yeah. we, here we are, you know? But anyway, <clears throat> back on track with the story. Um, so um, Blake um, wrote that song with a guy named Tom Douglas, songwriter named Tom Douglas. And I've met Tom a couple times, super nice guy, amazing, amazing songwriter. He uh, he wrote the house that built me by Miranda yeah. Lambert. Yeah, a lot of little big town stuff. Um, so many. He has over thirty number one songs. Yeah, and he's probably top three Nashville writers ever. They just did a documentary on him. Okay. Yeah, it was. Uh, what was the name of that? Uh, I believe it's on Amazon. I don't know. God, and I, I feel bad. I hadn't even watched it yet. Sorry, Blake. Um, it was. Uh, I don't know. It'll come to me in a minute. But anyway, so um, Blake invited. Tom down and a couple other songwriters and uh, we, we kind of done some stuff in the studio and um, they're wanting to put together a, a songwriters kind of seminar slash festival in Grand Cane so 
this wasn't even a thing until Tom came down and saw the studio right. and, you know, a BS with him and saw, you know, it was legit. We're really, we're really trying to do something here, you know? And, uh, so that's in the works. So anyway, so we had him come in and, uh, just being around someone of that caliber is just like, why are you here? Like, you know what I'm saying? No, I get you it. Know? Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's like, wow, this is, this is really happening, you know? Um, so we've, we've had him come in. We've, we've done a lot of, we do a lot of demos for, um, for those guys, um, and a lot of publishing companies out in Nashville. But, um, we, I think we recently done some stuff with Frank Foster. Um, this was two, last month, two we, months We ago. did a couple of fiddle tracks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it'd be on his new album. Um, well, walk me through this. So how does it work? So for, for me and for all of those people who don't know, you have a song, it's written on a piece of paper. What's the next step? Well, oh. to copyright it. Okay. Uh, you, you're going to copyright it now. Today, being that you can have a you know a recorded version of it, that might that's just as good as having a copyright of it. Okay. Because any file has a date, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. We right. talked about that, and that would hold up in court if okay. that's what you're getting at. Um, but you can actually go like say we're here. We can go. You can go to la.gov or whatever it is, and you can actually copyright your song. You send in the lyrics written out, and you can save that. Yeah. Uh, and when you actually go to record it, like. On, there's timestamps on the hard drive, yeah, like the actual audio files. Right, yeah, so I mean, so it's kind of a double whammy there, right. you know. Um, and then when you actually release it, it gets copyrighted again through whoever you release it to. Yeah, us I mean, or, there's been people lose lawsuits over just how close the song was. Yeah, uh, like in progression. Yeah. What uh, was that big one with? Was it Joe Satriani and? Uh, it was Joe Satriani. You remember that? And, uh, I'm only it, saying that because we're guitar players. I feel so like I like, heard it this. It was though. Joe Satriani and uh, I'm trying to think. It was. Was uh, it Coldplay? No, it was a female. Oh wait. They did have one, but I don't think that held up. It, one was actually a female rapper artist. I feel like I heard about they this. They used always like Rihanna or something. No, uh, <laughs> I remember it being a big deal. I'm like Joe would never yeah. do that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. They used uh, a clip of "Always with You, Always with Me." That's right. That's right. I, d- I remember that vividly. Yeah, Lil Kim. That's who it was. Yeah, Lil I know it was somebody. I thought I couldn't remember if it was Nicki or someone. I know it was a, a legit ass female. Maybe rapper. it was yeah. Nicki Minaj. Yeah. It was. It was one of them. It was legit though. I, I just can't remember who it was. But I, when you brought that, up, I was like, I did remember hearing that. Yeah. I remember seeing that. I was fired up. I was like, Joe's going to win this, man. <laughs> he didn't steal nothing. Well, there, there was actually a dispute over the Chili Peppers' uh, Mary Jane and... Uh, uh, no, it no, was uh, Danny California, Danny California and Mary Jane. And yeah. Tom Petty's Mary Jane. Yeah, which, I mean, they're kind of close, but it's like, it was just a core progression. It's three chords. So, well, so they give you... Not to cut you off. No, you're good. Like, so write the song, copyright it. What's next? My question is, I'm a, so I'm a starving artist. Or I have a, I'm a solo artist. Or I have mm-hmm. a three piece band. I write these songs. I'm playing them in bars. It's time. I've got enough following. I feel like I got five thousand followers on Facebook, Instagram. I want to come cut a record. What do I do then? There's a bunch of different avenues you could take. There's okay. more. There's more than one way to skin the cat here. Right. Okay. Because I've I've had uh, <clears throat> recently I had a guy and I've done this um, several times. They'll send me a voice memo of them singing the song mm-hmm. uh, I'm talking about with their iPhone singing the song uh, and then playing guitar to it and I'll import that into Pro Tools is that awkward? what? like just like knowing that someone texts you like that they're sitting there recording their song on a phone and then send it to you 
I guess not in your industry, but for me, it feels it, it, feel feel it feel awkward. Like it, it feels too awkward. personal or something. Yeah, I don't know what it is. No, yeah. it, it's uh, very normal. Okay, yeah, it is. I just normal. I didn't know. Just like that seems like no. I yeah. and I, I don't know. I guess I've done it so much. I'm immune to it. it yeah, it doesn't feel weird to me. It just feels normal. Yeah, um, but they'll send it to me. I import it in Pro Tools, and um, man, anytime I'm doing stuff like that, really, anytime I do a project, it's across uh, a click track metronome. Um, you know the old. The yep. Piano teachers yep. are like, follow the little, yeah. you know. So that's built into Pro Tools, and I'll find the BPMs, the beats per minute, and then sync this voice memo up to that. And then from there, isolate the vocals and build the whole track um, around that vocal line that they sent me through their iPhone. So once the whole track's built, mute that scratch track, scratch vocal they sent you, and then they, they bring come them in. in. And then sing over the top of but it. But that's for the final. but that track. You, I mean, that's got their whatever sound they brought gave you with their vocals, right? Right. And I build so, in the studio. I build everything around that. Okay. So, well, do you ever run into this? I feel like you you, you see a lot of people who want to cut a record, but they don't use their who they're performing with all the time. They bring other background music in, or you guys may be playing. Right. Like, what does that do with the quality? Right, so, what does that do whenever, like, say, say I'm an artist, I have a band. I can't ever get these dudes to show up on shows, whatever. That's so usually like, the problem. Yeah, yeah, right. I know. I know the industry, right? They just so, play it. They just want to show up to play it. bars and shit a long time ago, but it never mounted yeah. anything. But it's like, so uh, <laughs> I can't. So I, I, I'm like, we've been there, it. man. I know. I'm like, hey guys, can y'all play drums and, and uh, guitar? I'm gonna come in, um, cut a record, and then they release this thing, and then you're like, f- they're like, fuck, it sounds amazing, but then. The, their band's not playing as good as y'all are. Does that shit happen? I feel like it, it has it, to it does. Yeah. It more does. Often you, yeah. More yeah, I often so. than you think so. I mean, I just feel like that's a scenario that happens a lot. Of, yeah. Um, Man, it's kind of a, I don't want to say a touchy subject because we're not talking about anybody in particular I, here, but it happens probably more often than Well, not. I can only imagine because you guys are phenomenal musicians and you have these guys who have a great band behind them too, but then once it's tracked and produced and it sounds amazing... And it sounds that good. There's probably well, no way that, they could ever duplicate that again. Well, at that point, like, did you get what you wanted? Yeah. Like, did you get a good song yeah. that sounds great? Yes. Then there yeah, it is. Can you ever replicate it live? Well, well, well that, <laughs> that, that's what's weird. Now, now, now there's something that goes. I'll let, in, I'll let Leaf comment. There's something on that. that goes into that. Because <laughs> you fired up in here, man. <laughs> Let's no, do it. You can, look, you, you can look at this from a certain point of view. It's much easier to learn something that someone else did on the fly than it is to. I guess create it on yes. the spot that day. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Um, because sometimes the best parts are not the most technical parts. We we know that. Yeah. Because uh, like if you're gonna be a stu- studio guy, session guy, your your job is to play for the song. What drives yes. the song? What makes it the yeah. best it can be? It's not always gonna be sweeping arpeggios and two hand tapping. Two hand uh, with your toes. Like yeah. It. It, uh, now, now, cool, now, now you know. there are moments that they call for those things. Yeah, yeah. But but it's for the song. Right. Yeah. What does the song ask for? And, man, with on that note, there's a lot of people who are great live. Amazing. But when you get them in the studio, um, I think three things can happen. They get the red light syndrome where they overthink things. Yeah. And they just can't be themselves. Um, two, um, they don't. I don't think they have the creativity to to improvise the parts he's talking about yeah. in a in a timely manner, you know, because time's money. You know, you don't want to spend 20 hours figuring out a chord progression, you know. Yeah. Um, and three, I forgot what three was. I think I, was, I think the tequila's <laughs> talking now. <laughs> well, well, in a nutshell, those two for sure. That makes sense, though, because there's so many artists that on the, on the advert, like you said, that, that 
that are amazing, phenomenal live and mm-hmm. not that great in the studio. Two people come to mind, two artists that literally make my me have goosebumps thinking about it is in a good or bad way. Is Gary good? Gary Clark Jr. Oh God, yes. Awesome. And Tab Benoit. Tab's great. When you see yeah. those people live, it changes your fucking life. Yes. It's different. It changes your fucking life because those two performers I've never seen. Yes. Like I've never, I, you could hear their songs like, that's good, that's a jam, that sounds great. Yeah. But when you see them live and see how talented they are, I'll tell you another another person who, who like, I couldn't believe was so phenomenal um, as a performer and gu- guitarist is Keith Urban and Brad Paisley. When I saw them touring together, I couldn't believe it because you don't yes. get that from a listening. You know, you don't even get that from a music video. Yeah. But when you see those people live and you're like, holy fuck, they can play the shit out of the guitar well, and they have it, amazing well, vocals. That, that, that goes back to another thing. What, what they're trying to do, like as a musician or somebody that's a huge music lover, you may want to hear you may want to hear him chicken picking his butt off, right? Yeah, right. But you're that's every, not selling but songs. You're, but your everyday listener, they want to hear. They want a little more watered down. Yeah, they want, they they, want a story. They they want more chorus, don't bore us. Yeah, yep, they yeah want more story. chorus, don't bore us. That's exactly right. They want a story, man. Yeah. They want something they can relate to, listen to, that's make them feel good. That's make exactly them feel right. good, make them feel sad, whatever. Tap the emotions. Yeah, that's Cause, exactly cause right. Because I'll go ahead and tell you, Brad Paisley is he could he could put out a phenomenal guitar album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So could Keith Urban. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I actually Keith is probably of my of the two guitarists. Keith is actually my favorite as far as taste. I like same I like, for me. I like his note selection. Yeah. And uh, but that that's all about picking for the song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and that's what they're doing. They're just they're selling a product. Well, yeah. it's just so funny though when you when you have some sort of taste. It's interesting, right? Because people become you become snobs almost like art or cars or anything else. You're like you're Cork not sniffers. listening to the song anymore. You listen to everything that's around the song. You yeah, know? yeah. And it's like when I hear those things, like when I saw Gary Clark Jr. live or, or Tab Benoit. Tab actually played here. I was trying to get him on the podcast. We couldn't line it up, but. I'd already seen him multiple times live, and anytime I know he's around, I'm gonna go watch him. Yeah, like, that's just one of those guys I don't give a fuck, and so many people don't know about him. I know, and he could be so much. He could be like if we were in the time of Jimi Hendrix, and you know, he'd have Prince, been that. He he could be that, but now it's like those people don't appreciate that anymore. They appreciate a story, and that's okay. Yeah. But for me, I don't even hear the words. I see the performance, and I feel like I feel the performance. I don't like so much mm-hmm. listen to the words, even though I'm making recite and well, sing a song. Important. I don't know what the fuck it, I'm saying. It's just well, important because you could have these amazing words, and the performance around it's not good. The, the words aren't going to convey like yeah. they should. You know, there's there's going to be like a a broken something there. Yeah. You know, it's not going to connect. So, but no, there's it's kind of a two way street there. I mean, I mean, yeah, I get it. And I, and I think a lot of these artists save that showmanship and the things they can do for the live show because it's. A different thing in a live show. You want to see them rip. You want to see them. Like, you want to see it blown out of proportion. You want to remember. Yes, you want exactly. You want. You don't want to hear the. You don't want to hear the album. You could have stayed at home. Yeah, yeah. But back to what you were talking about with like you know, I want to be able to replicate this live. Yeah. So, <clears throat> me and Leaf have talked about this extensively. Like, there's, I don't want to say it's a fine line, but there's this gray area with live music because it's live music. It's not ever going to be perfect, and that's why it's great. You know, you know let's say you come in and you track this this song and it's like sounded badass and like we put a fiddle in there that like really makes it like that's that mm-hmm, you know it makes it great and you don't have a fiddle player live you know it's okay like people are still going to enjoy it yeah. you know it's not some critical like man we don't have that one little fiddle lick right there so everybody's going to be pissed and leave the show you know I think people overthink that too much because there's been much. there's been a lot of bands that I've listened to live that were missing like 
a cello part or something that I really loved off the album, but it didn't matter because like the energy was there. Yeah. And, like I was seeing yeah. them live singing the song I like. You know, it's not. I think it's that's kind of blown out of proportion. Well, but we could be totally wrong. But no, that's no. how I feel about no, it. No, uh, if you really love that song as much as you know, you're paid to see this artist. If you, your brain is already filling in. Those the gaps, yeah, exactly. you already you're filling in the blanks. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah, your brain is already there. That's exactly. So right. you're not sitting there thinking, "Wait, that doesn't sound right. That's not good." Yeah, I'm no. getting out of here. Yeah, no, uh, no. I'm a huge Led Zeppelin fan, and if and sometimes the performances they they're not as obviously they're not as tight or as perfect as the album. Jimmy Page, you know, mm-hmm. and there's parts that aren't there, but I'm still gonna watch it because yeah. I'm because I love it. You I know? love it, and, and like there's something. There's something extra about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. E- even the mistakes. Yeah. That it's, it's live. It's great. It's good stuff. Yeah, I think there's something to like people who have this, it's so interesting too. And I've talked about this before, but like everyone has a weird sense or, or weird connotation about what type of music they listen to. And sometimes they listen to things that's so, I mean, it could be amazing, but they don't want to share them with people because they only want people to know if they listen to something similar, right? It's kind of like an identity thing, right? So you got your closet tunes that yeah, nobody closet, hears? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got and a couple of them. Yeah, everyone <laughs> has that, right? But, like, I think it's, I always think it's interesting to, to, for people to, like, share what they really like and then kind of learn from that, right? Because there's so many, there's so many songs and not to get, like, too far left, like, oh, I need to find some crazy artist no one ever has heard of so I can mention them and I'm sound cool. I'm going to be a hipster. Cool. Yeah, I'm yeah. a hipster. I'm, I'm like, like, not, not yeah. to be, like, a hipster, but at the same time, like, introducing people to, to new music all the time because like the thing is is I feel like there's only a certain amount of sounds that we've experienced agree mainstream right agree there's so many other sounds that we haven't experienced yeah. and what you guys are doing you're gonna catch lieu of that way further ahead of time than other people we're trying will. to but figure out how we're, to at, imp- we're out there fishing every day for it man. trying to figure <laughs> out how to implement that back into the stream you know what I mean like and to, and to get, get people to catch on to it and be like, okay, this is something new and different. Right? How does it apply? Because I mean, we all know that's like every single one of these phases of um, these industries, like the hip hop industry, how much it's changed from when it started to what it is now, and the craftsmanship of the song, mm-hmm. how it's it's not diminished, but it's just adjusted. Right? Because everyone's like, I don't like that mumble rap shit. Now, it's still it's still being produced, it's still being engineered. And it's still being put out there. There's time put into this. This is still artwork. It's just not the same artwork as it used to be. Right. But it's still something unique in itself, and it's a different fucking sound. You yeah, may not exactly. like it, but that's hip-hop right now. Well, I mean, it, uh, this is a totally different genre, but like when Waylon and stuff came out, yeah. everybody hated it. Yeah. They were like, this is, this is bullshit. It's not country music. You know? But like, we never heard those people say that. No. We just think that's like, oh my God, hell yeah. That's yeah. the stuff. Yeah. And it's amazing stuff. But there were haters back then, too. Yeah. You know? So, like, no matter what you do, any, t- any way you try to twist the knob to a different setting, there's going to be someone who doesn't like it. So, it's up to you to be like, I dig it. Fuck off, loser. You know, I'm into this. You know? And you just go with, you know, what you like. Yeah. You, know, it's, you have to. What, what did you, you what, what's your sound like? What, how did you find your sound that you have now? Like, how did that biscuit? happen? Limp Biscuit, Limp Biscuit. Yeah, that's exactly. It all, it all ties back to Limp Biscuit. Wait, how, how, I hope this, they listen this to this podcast. Make, this, this doesn't make any sense. Like, tell me how that happens. Uh, as far as like the sound for us or the sound, the sound, the sound for for your band, but also yeah, just the sound for your band. Like your your sound, your voice. 
Uh, man, because oh. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, assume, I wouldn't associate that Slim Biscuit ever. No, it was total joke. It was a terrible yeah. joke. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> it was like shit. Total facetious <laughs> moment. We'll edit that out. Oh, most of it's just things that I love. Okay, like mm-hmm. it's elements that I love. Earth, basically, what I think fits me. That's 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 essentially it. Like at the same time, like me and Kyle have even talked about putting out an album under a different name. Like you know, uh, because we have a lot of other stuff that we love to do. Uh, it's totally different than what I'm doing. So it's not tied to one identity. No, no. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. Um, and and it's weird because like, and I think we just talked about this yesterday, day before. Um, so we've got, oh god, dude, we probably got like 30 songs that like I feel like, every, and I'm I'm hoping this is the uh, scenario. Every time we do a new song, it gets better. You know, hopefully we're not regressing. But we've probably got about 30 songs right now, and like. Probably out of those ten, there's some stuff in there that's like, this doesn't really sound like what we usually do, you know. Then, but and I and he got to talking about like, man, maybe we should release some of this weirder stuff, this kind of B side stuff, is like a different entity. And I was like, man, if you go listen to Led Zeppelin or like any of these great albums, it's like if you listen to Going to California, then Black Dog. That's not. That's not even the same. That's no. not, dude. Like not even close. Yeah. Same singer. And yeah. that's how you know it, you know. So it's kind of like maybe we should stop catering to like what other people may consume it as, and just put it on there. If they don't like one of the songs, then don't listen to it. Yeah, you know? it'd be awesome to drop an album that had a little bit of everything in it. Exactly. No well, one does that. Exactly. <laughs> well, it's exactly. It will right. be. <laughs> and, and it's not so left and right where it's like, man, this next song's dubstep. Yeah. You, you know, it's not that. <laughs> That'd it's not be awesome like, though. It might. Maybe we'll eventually get to that point. Well, I don't know. I mean, that's what we'll be known as. It's like every track's like you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. You know. Well, so. you, well, I tell you this: we have like a track like "Pretend." It's uh, acoustic, cellos, pedal steel, really, you know, pretty different, you know, different type of style. And then we've got some other stuff that's coming out that would pass for a new Metallica record. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's going to be a very yeah. I mean, but the ultimate like fingerprint on it, those is vocal. You know what I mean? Because like, if you mute the vocal and you just listen to music in general like from a, a band or whatever, it's like it didn't truly have a, a, an identity right, right. until you put that voice on it. Right. So it's kind of like, as long as the vocal's there and it's when right. it's audio, but whenever it's visual, like when you're, uh, excuse me, it's still audio, but like if you're only listening to it, then yeah, but I feel like if you're in person, oh yeah, then you appreciate the background more, almost more than the vocal. Yeah, yeah, I can see that too. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, and I think maybe we're kind of, Shifting away from that, I don't know. I'm sure we'll probably do a dubstep album or something. But, <laughs> but yeah, so we're not worried about. It. We're just going to put stuff out, and if people like it, they like it. If they don't, then it's like, well, I like it. I will say we do. Have Somebody's going to like it. <laughs> we you do know? have one song uh, that eventually, I guess, we'll put out. It's a song called "Sober," and it's mm-hmm. uh, actually the verses are all rap. how fitting. <laughs> they're all rap. Yeah, they're basically rapping. It's, okay. Yeah, it's essentially that's think, what it think is. like Third Eye Blind. Okay. But it's rapping. See me charm kind of life. Right. Kind of like that a little bit. But yeah. Um, But it's different. Yeah. And then at the same time, we we might do something really bluegrass. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. We've got a couple of them up my sleeve. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Bust out the old five string. Yeah. That's interesting. Show you some real truth. Here's here's something that like I think about and I see. I fucking love Charlie Crockett. He's, he's great, man. I fucking a lot of people him. don't know about him. They don't. That's why I'm going to talk about him all the time. Yes, I get. <laughs> so, um, I, you know, he started as that 
almost kind of like Gary Clark Jr. Austin te- Austin country kind of you know mm-hmm. more music festival vibes a little you know a little hipster a little rock a little a little blues a little country and he's taking on the full on like 60s 50s country fucking sound Duke's he's hazard recre- man he's recreating it it's great I and think I'm it's like great. fuck this is a phenomenal he's like he's he's all in mm-hmm. he's clothes everything he's all in loving it and it's working and yeah. it's working for a new demographic it's not work we don't have 70 year old people listen to it we mm-hmm. have 20 year old people 20 yeah. you know 30 year old people listen to this shit yeah. and they're like they've never heard the sound they didn't know the old version that's exactly right i feel like all those great genres yeah. um even 80s dubstep it was around during the 80s i think it all comes back around because it's, it's re- younger generations yeah. Find it it's again. recreated, but they enhance it. Like so, his version mm-hmm. of some of these songs sounds phenomenal compared to the original song. Yeah, everyone. Some you have some people who are like realist. I mean, like people who are just like true to the originality of it and say, "Oh, I like the original." But some of these songs he's like redoing or the sounds he's creating is like, dude, it's got a Hank Williams vibe, but it's got a little blues vibe to it, and it's like no one can duplicate. Like he's he's yeah. taking pieces of things and and you know and marrying recreating the sound, marrying them together, and yeah. then. You know, he has something new, but at the same time, it's got all the old... It's all from yeah. somewhere else. Well, I, th- I think it's where new things originate from, like, you know, like, even with guitar playing, like, you know, like, with the way I play, it's not... It's regurgitated licks that I try to steal from, like, Joe Satriani or whatever that I couldn't really figure out, and I just kind of half-assed <laughs> it, and now it just is how I play, you yeah. know? So, may, I think it's a lot... Like that with music too. Just over the years, people are like, man, I like this song, I like this song, I like this song, I like this song, and then you know they write a new song with all these little pieces from the song, and it starts venturing into a new genre. You know. Well, but, you, you can look at Kyle's playing, and uh, you t- we talk about the banjo thing. Well, like most of your players, a lot of them are alternate pickers. Every note. Uh, one of the things that's really made him interesting as a player is all that banjo picking has really paid off because it's these aggressive legato lines and they sound more aggressive because of the way he plays and it makes something completely unique it's different uh i'm a regular alternate picker and it just sounds like shred man alternate picking for people who don't play or know it's <laughs> it's where you have a picking. pick and you pick every note with yeah. with your actual I plectrum and, i can't do and that and i do yeah. a, i do a lot of chicken picking and stuff but uh but kyle's taking it to a Pretty astounding level. Next level. Say. Yeah. We'll be, be Jeff back here in a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace. He was great, man. Oh, yeah. Great player. Um, but he, but he's found his own sound. That's what makes him great is he, like, you know, I, I know it. If, if I didn't know Kyle and I just listened to his stuff, I would know it was him playing. Right. Because he's the only player. And that, and that, and by the way, I've studied guitar, I've been into every guitar player on the face of the planet that you can imagine. And he's got a style that you know it's his. It's no different than uh, Chris Buck or if it would be Steve Ray Vaughan. You know who it is. You have a lot of copycats out there, but currently there's nobody copycatting him because they don't know yet. Yeah. Which was wild here. I guess he's partial because we're partners, but I get, I get tired of hearing my own shit. Well, you know, I think I, it's with anybody. I, I, yeah. can, you know. I, can t- I can tell you this. He's bashful, but uh, he was offered the Brentley Gilbert job. What about mm, a couple months ago? Yeah. Which be the kind of goes back full circle to really? being on the road. Yeah, yeah. It would have been amazing, but uh, I mean, I just I don't. It'd be good money, good time. <sighs> I mean, I, and, and they're actually fixing going tour with Nickelback. Nice. Yeah, I just so saw he's, that he's yesterday. Got new, he's got a new little look and sound about him now too, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. You know? So I don't know. Well, it it would have been great, but man, I just I don't. 
you know, I don't want to travel. You know, well, I want to stay at the studio and underwear and make money. That's what I. By want the way, to do. this is something they produce great albums. This is something people don't know though about taking a hired gun job. Hired gun job does not pay like you think it does. Oh really? No, 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 no. Uh, pretty much the way it's looked at is okay. Like say I were in that group, I would be a hired hand. The guy who's making all the money is going to be Brantley. Right. Those guys. It's not with anything. As a matter of fact, it's comparable to your normal jobs. Okay. It's nothing like that. Uh, it's a lot of fun. And I, I'll give you an example. So, for example, say you were in a group, say, like Blackberry Smoke, though, and or, or somewhere where there's, like, an equal partnership. It's split. Uh, like, mm-hmm. if me and Kyle, for example, our group, it'd be an equal split of whatever I did. It would be a different thing. Yeah. Yeah. But when you're a hired gun... It's hired gun pay. Yeah. That that means that they will find someone else to that's play the bad, those parts. That, yeah, because everybody yeah, that's wants the bad it. Part. Everyone wants it. Wants yeah, it and, and if, you, if, you're, if, if people are curious about like a monetary thing for a situation like that, you know, it, it's this sitting, you know, black and white like this, but like, you know, for some a gig like that, you would probably make anywhere from two to $400 per show, which is not bad if you're playing three or four nights a week, you know, but... It's not a lot of money. It's not what you thought. It's not a lot of money. And you're gone all the time. Yeah. You know, not a a lot of money when you think about the head, like who's singing the song is making 100 times, 2,000 times Uh, that. Some of those guys are making over $200,000 for a show. Right. Yeah. And, And, but the worst part is with you being a hired gun, like you're expendable. Like if you mess up too much or you just don't get along with uh, the drummer or whatever, they're going to find somebody. You're gone. Or maybe so you it's, have something it's stressful. With your family and yeah. you need to be home. Your mom's with cancer. Yeah, it, it can be. It can be very. It's over. Very stressful. So you know. That's something that's not talked about. Yeah. You know, yeah. Not about a, lot. a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people just don't realize that. You know. And and I'm just kind of stereotyping in in general, just based off my experiences. Um, but once you, if you're in a band like like he said, Blackberry Smoke and stuff, where things are divvied up and you're not some hired gun where you get peanuts. It's a totally different story. Yeah. You know. Same thing with Nickelback. Yeah. They yeah. they divvy it up. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. But, and, and there's nothing wrong with that either. You know, I got a lot of friends who do that and they enjoy that life. You know, they love traveling and they have family and kids and they make it work somehow. Yeah. I don't have family or kids, but like, yeah. I couldn't imagine, you know, yeah, going like, down that road seems tough, for man. years. You yeah, know, it seems tough. Um, it is, man. It'll wear you out. And you're like, I mean, you're constantly moving. And you're constantly playing, and you're, and I don't know. I just touring seems frustrating to me because you're always playing the same shit. Like Dude. I feel like that would get. I, you, well, you tell me. I feel like that would get redundant. Yeah. So, a lot of the shows that I played, um, we would go out and um, we'd have backing tracks. So, kind of going back to the metronome I was talking about with working in the studio. So every song's to a click, perfect timing. Um, in your ears. Yep, within, in, your, in your monitors. Um, and there's backing tracks that play through the, the mains, which backing tracks could be anything. It could be percussion. Yeah. That cello part we were talking about, that yeah. they didn't have a cello player live, they'll run backing tracks with gotcha. it. And then the crowd hears it. Even though they may not see a cello player, they're probably too preoccupied with the singer or whatever. Um, so in doing that and being on such a grid, like you have to play it exactly like the album. Every time. Every night. Every night. Now, you know, there might be a little solo section where they'll let you bust loose yeah. for like 10 seconds, but you better get back get back to, you know, what you were supposed to play. 
And, you know, it's cool. It's become robotic. Exactly. And it would be different if it was music I wrote does, or music I cared about. Does every, does, I guess every mainstream artist do it that way? Or is there some that... No, no. They're, mm. they're, uh, like, no, there are that don't. That I believe a huge one would be John Mayer. Yeah. Okay. John, are you John, talking about running tracks and stuff? Yeah. Well, or just the, not all of them. Or just the I'm fact I'm not that, saying he doesn't run any tracks, uh, but... If he does, and if he does, it may not be on every song. It may yeah, be only but one but, or two he, songs. but he has the freedom to improvise for longer and do what he needs to right. do. Or, yeah, uh, like, and that's the difference between again being in a band and a company. Yeah, because when you like when you're with okay, like originally when we started doing this, I was really wanting to call our group uh, like a band name because I'm a big fan of bands. Mm-hmm. But the bad part is if you have to go do something acoustically by yourself, nobody's going to show up to the show. If they don't know your name, uh, if you say it's Leaf Shively from uh, Outlaw something or whatever. Gotcha, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so that's a negative part. But I actually, because first of all, I'll be straight up, I actually hate, I hate the idea of individual names. Because at the yeah. end of the day, if it's a real band and it's a real creative project, it's multiple individuals. Yeah. Right. And that's what makes it great. Because I go ahead and tell you, the studio guys that played on someone else's album that made it so good, that was their creativity. That was what mm-hmm. they. That's what they laid down in the moment. They made that. Right. It wasn't just. It was. It's not going to be just a Brantley Gilbert, or it's. It's a collaborative effort. Yeah. Uh, and maybe I speak that way because I think I'm, I, I was a guitarist forever, out playing giant festivals and doing stuff, and mm-hmm. and that's the way I view it. Uh, I and knowing that, but I also hate band T-shirts where it's like. <laughs> Leaf Shadley Band. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm just being real. So yeah. So, what are you going to do? What kind of band T-shirt are you going to have then? <laughs> well, I, no, no. I've well, got, we got some ideas. I, well, I've, I've got we'll post one. them on the website. I'll go ahead and throw this out at you because you, as you know, I'm an idiot and I'm a wrestling fan. I was going to bring that up. I've seen you more. I feel like you and I have hung out more in WWE Halloween costumes than we have <laughs> in regular clothing. <laughs> oh. It's happened multiple times. You know what's bad? If people would let me, I would walk around daily like that. Oh, I know you would. Um, I've seen it every day at the studio. This one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I almost wore my NWO shirt today, but I fucking forgot. That's Dude, what I was, that's what I, that's what I was getting to. Actually. I've been fired up, man. Damn. I, don't know why I, just, I, I said I was going to do that mentally. Hey, next time, we're all going to wear them. Well, I texted my wife. I was like, fuck, I forgot to bring some clothes. You meet me. And I just told her to grab a shirt. And I, didn't, and I was like, God damn it, I was going to wear an NWO shirt it's, today. It's, it's funny you say that. Our first T-shirt that we were actually doing... Because I don't personally to bring it up, didn't you? Oh no, no, no! Being real, I I don't. Okay, I don't want to see Leaf Shively Band. Like, okay, fuck it. You know what I'll do? We use the initials LSB because the reason I put band in it because it is a band to me. And because I'll be honest with you, to me, uh, sometimes the guitar player is more important than than the singer. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes the drummer, like the drum people, people can say what they want, but the drummer. Is what makes you really love a track. Yeah, it's a quarterback, what, it's, dude. It, it, hey, it's a quarterback. And then there's the bass. And the, if the bass isn't synced up with the drums, there's no there's no love in it. Mm, it fall it, apart. It, it, it fall apart. Yeah. But uh, we're doing it. Actually, it's going to look like the NWO shirt, but it's LSB. Nice. And it's going to. We'll get you one. Yeah, oh, yeah I need one. XL, extra, man. XL. extra medium. XL. We got you. We got you, man. But 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 no, I always thought the like the name thing was kind of pretentious. Yeah. Like and like. And, and like I, I'll make jokes about stuff because I think it's funny as hell, you know. But no, I, I think you're just overthinking it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm serious. Like in, in all actuality, if you look at it 
from start to finish, it's a collaborative effort, no matter mm-hmm. what. Yeah. And I, I wish that it were. I wish this generation was more of a, like they had names like Blackberry Smoke, Leonard Skinner. Uh, they all need to go buy that first Limp Biscuit album and get back to the real truth. But, yeah. Because what they need to do. I'd much rather wear a T-shirt with a band name than I would like. They grew up on that. Mike Awesome. Yeah, Mike Olson? Yeah. That's a pretty good name. <laughs> Actually, you know what's funny? That's my, that's my stage alter ego. You know why I said that? that believe it or not, that was the name of a WCW wrestler. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was. We're going to bring it back. Huh. It wasn't a popular one. But yeah. We're yeah. going to bring it back. <laughs> well, what's your take on wrestling now, man? I feel like it's so uh, watered down. Like I keep up it with it. Be. It's horrible. Yeah, it's horrible, man. Anytime I see, like, I try to, like... I try to like look at it like on the social media spectrum, like oh, let me just see what they're doing here, and I'm just like, God, this looks like shit. How did they? With technology, I'm sorry to go on this. I'm this no, you're good, you, man. Kyle, I'm sorry, but like no. try to go down this road. I, I've been to WWF before. I've, I, I've like a real one. I haven't. So I, okay, he gets WWF up, every day in the studio. I, yeah, exactly. That's I grew exactly. up watching that shit, but like it's like with all the technological advances and all the money. Why have they not fucking like like done something like better? done something better with the production? Oh, agreed. That that is, that is a big like problem. Storylines are shit. Like there's no like there's like there's no Stone Cold. There's no The Rock. Well, do you know why? Like, do you want? Do you yeah. know why there's why? not equal opportunity employment? No, no zero zero <laughs> has zero to do with that. This this is this is the big problem. They became so big and became a multi billion dollar corporation yeah. and so many investors. The way they're set up that. Now, those your favorite promos, like when you saw Stone Cold do uh, the John 316 promo yeah. on Jake the Snake Roberts, yeah. if I want to say King of the Ring. It was King of the Ring. Yeah. <laughs> it was King of the Ring. And it was one of the biggest promos. It was one that like, struck him into stardom. All that stuff was off the cuff and stuff he kind of had in the back of his head. The yeah. wrestlers don't have that freedom anymore. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. It's, like to be, to, it's like to create their character and to... What they're gonna say? So they can't hone their craft. They just they just get in line and then they they say here's the script. Till the day they take away that script, you will never have another well, Stone with, Cold. With tri- with, okay, so with uh, with Triple H taking it over, what um, is something gonna change? And I thought also that um, it's like wasn't is it about to be sold out to Saudi Arabia? Yeah, what's the deal there? You would know more than anyone else. I feel <laughs> sadly enough. <no. laughs> Um, don't ask me. <laughs> this is the pro right I, here. I didn't mean to bring this up, but I'm interested. If he wasn't doing music, he I, would be in yeah. in the wrestling. For well, sure. I mean, I mean, look at it. I'm man. not gonna lie. I could save it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, music doesn't work out. That's your next calling. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. The only reason I even did any in jujitsu was so I'd be ready for the mat. Yeah. So after this music thing takes off, I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, and no, and I'll, uh, from what from what I've read, the Saudi Arabia thing. It hasn't been confirmed if that's actually true, but they are. I do know from what they're saying, it's going to be sold. Right. What well, do you think it's good or bad? It would depend. I would guess. I don't know religious wise how well that would really do on your freedom to with say what women. you want, or with women, and I feel like that would be a negative. Because I remember but being. The, but at a, the same time, they want to make money. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah agreed. But. The question is, though, do they want to make it a product in just their country? Because they love, because they, because I'll be honest with you, right now in Saudi Arabia, I'm assuming 80s wrestling would be fine, which I'd be okay with yeah. if, if they like kept to the over the top characters. But at the same time, I, I don't think in today's like national TV thing, yeah. it's going to appeal to any Americans. If if it changes like that, it would right. really, it would really depend who bought it. Now, if they said, "Hey, let's go 90s, let's go 90s with this." 
let's hire some creative writers and let you guys kind of be creative. Do what you got to do. See what cream rises to the top. Um, <laughs> then, then it could change. It could change. Well, I'm just interested because like when I heard what Vince Man having to you know get 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 out of it and then and Triple H taking it over, I was like, well, maybe this, maybe he'll bring some of this back, and then all of a sudden you hear it's going to be sold. So it's like fuck. Well, in in the words of Vince McMahon, you got no chance in hell. <laughs> of that, he's been practicing this for weeks. All right. Yeah, yeah. I was just hoping I was going to ask of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've, been, I've, I've, I've had these questions planned in the back of my mind. Hey, you know what's funny? I'll tell you this. There was a there was a WCW trivia night. Sadly enough, we had. I it. tagged you to go. I said, "Let's I, fucking go." I know and you didn't show up. I was there waiting on you. I'll tell, I fucking I, lost. I lost, bro. With your NWO shirt on, I you're lost. ready, man. You would have won if I come. I know, but I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. I don't go to fucking lose. Uh, yeah, I, I'll tell. I'll tell you why I could not make that. Uh, uh, the whole actually it was studio. That was studio because I I, I really wanted to go. Just uh, I'll be honest with you. I just want to hear what questions they ask. Yeah. You already know the answer. Like if they're relevant. What they're they're, yeah. Ask. <laughs> I want to know if these are even relevant. Are you worthy of even doing this wrestling trivia? Yeah. Like, is this answer, is this the correct an- the he, he question would to up, ask? He would go up and create He'd probably have a fucking list of his own questions. Like, this is yeah. what you should ask yeah. next yeah. time. Yeah. We're going to these. We're going to redo this. I'm not going to lie. I do have a, quite a few questions. <laughs> I think it would be really good for one. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, isn't Hardy on? What was he on? Hardy was just recently on uh, WWE. Whose theme song is sold out? That would be WWE. I was not aware of this until like 24 hours ago. It's amazing. It's an amazing song, by the way. Really? Yes. Uh, the if new you haven't heard it, the, the, the newest Hardy album is probably, I don't know, honestly, probably best album in eight or ten years. Really? Dude. Yeah. Uh, most unique thing I've ever seen. It yeah. does not suck. It's oh. very good. Very, uh, good. very creative. It's, yeah. it's half rock. Half country, and there's mm. one song. It's like two songs in one. That I believe it's called <clears throat> "The Mockingbird and the Crow." Yeah. Are you a Wage War fan? You ever listen to Wage War? No. I mean, I feel like I've heard that, but I don't mm. know. I feel like I've heard Wage War, but I don't know. I'll text you some songs. Yeah, to I will know them when I hear them. It's really like, good stuff. It's 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 heavy. Yeah, like metal. Yeah, yeah. Not like, I'm not I'm not talking like '80s metal, but like today's metal. metal you know? Talking about like um shit. Hemingway jams at two in the morning. Yeah, yeah. maybe a little heavier. Yeah, a little heavier. Right, right. Heavier, yeah. But Hardy had uh, some of his band come in and play on his new album, um, which is really cool. Um, it's really, really good. Um, but yeah, I found out that was the theme song for that. I was like, I've been jamming that song for six months, like on repeat. That's very cool. The production's amazing. Yeah, it's it right really, on. It really is. It's, hmm. Yeah. So like, I guess over the past, I don't know, year and a half, me and Lee for like, Looking at Co Wetzel, seeing what he does. I'm a fan. Okay. I think uh Rackweed's one of the best songs ever written. I don't know it. I don't dude. listen to it. I, dude, I'm not I'm so She misses <clears throat> Ragweed like I do. Yeah. Yeah, it's, dude. It, it's a great song. And um but, it, it, like if you mute the vocals, it's almost like Nirvana. Like okay, the music. Okay. It's, it's like grunge. Grunge. Well, I like what I like what country's turning into. And here's I'm gonna go ahead and say and I'm not a huge fan of Texas country, like red dirt country. Uh, but, I, but I like what I like bands that bring in a blues feel or yeah. blues tones and then put country <clears throat> vocals on top of it. It's cool. You know, yeah. or, or they bring a rock tone and then put, but not t- when you, when, when it goes pop, I'm fucking out. When it goes <laughs> pop, I'm out. And when it goes too far red dirt to where you're almost being too artistic, I'm out. It, yeah. You know yeah. I mean? like, yeah. I like, I like it authentic, but I'm, I'm fucking. Dude, I'm, I, I, I'm a sucker for pop. 
But there's good pop and there's bad pop. Just but like you're sucker for country pop. No, no not at that's all. That's what I'm talking about. I'm no, not talking about regular pop. I, that's like hey, dude, uh, Jim fucking Miley Cyrus. What's that's that like song? that's like pepper and hey, sugar hey, blend hey, together. It just didn't hey, work. Hey, wait, now we're gonna put that on them. We're talking Miley Cyrus. Yeah, I gotta. Say. Okay, her new <laughs> album is good. It's it's phenomenal. <laughs> I, that's one of those closet jams for me. Hey, like I hey, dig hey, it. Personally, air them out. I was at the gym hitting hitting chest this morning. I had Miley Cyrus. Air them out, bro. It was the best pump I ever got. It was. I was ready. Hey, the one she did with Billy Idol. Killer track. That, that was, was very that was good. Very Dude, awesome. Her singing Jolene, I was like, fuck. Mm-hmm. When I heard her, you know, do the cover for Dolly, I mm-hmm. was like, holy shit. Like her actually getting to display her fucking vocal capabilities and not playing mm-hmm. some pop shit off of a TV show. It's like, yeah. damn, dude, you can really She's, see what, what she, what, how much of an artist she is. She, very, very much so. There was a, um, I, I listened, my buddy showed me this. This was probably a couple weeks ago. Um, it's uh, Metallica's Black Album. But like all these, tribute. yeah, all these artists done covers of their songs, and she done um, nothing else matters. Who did Molly? Molly did she? Dude, it's badass. Yeah, uh, well, no, it's very good. Actually, she's performed with them live too, and it's, I, I was not aware of that. Very, very good. Wow. Yeah, it's it's definitely worth checking out. Um, very good. Yeah, man. It's like I think we got lit one night with some of Amy Winehouse, mm-hmm. like Valerie, that stuff like that, like or, or like Lady Gaga, like you know, just the. The artistic vocalization of what they what they started out with, like playing a piano hall in New York City, you know, just you know, just fucking just grueling, you know, just grinding and fucking trying to make a name for themselves, and then turn into huge pop stars, and that kind of all goes away. Yeah, it's like what happened to the first album that was well, so good. Yeah. You well, well, you want to talk about pop music and a huge change? Look at John Mayer. Mm-hmm. John John Mayer has honestly single handedly in a. Like probably more than anybody, and this is gonna be hard to say, but he's probably brought back the blues more than any other artist. And at his shows, I'll go ahead and tell you, he can rip with the best of them. Oh, that yeah. is a gangster, yeah. But you don't hear that on the album, like we right. talked about. Uh, but uh, but what is great is the solos he plays; they are always tasty. Yeah, they're always like they're, they're the perfect thing for the song. Well, he has his own sound, just like you said, Kyle has his own sound. Like you can pick him out; you can pick John Mayer out. Like yeah, you can he can replicate some BB King or some shit like that. But oh, you can, oh, he can replicate. Yeah, he can replicate stuff. Uh, Steve Ray Vaughan. Yeah, he can do all that. But you can you, if you, you can, watch him live, he but does you, it. But yeah. you can pick his sound out. You know? Yeah, you can. and I think yeah, that's a good point because he was a massive pop art. He blew up on the pop charts, and your just, body is a one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and like those songs blew up, and then yeah, he introduced that sound to a lot of people who never would have heard it otherwise. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was a Berkeley musician. Like mm-hmm. the Berkeley School of Music, he graduated. I didn't yeah. know that. He's a, yeah, I believe he graduated. And uh, like guitar, uh, he's a phenomenal. Uh, I think he was under Fujomi Tokiyama. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. Some man, shredder. Pour him a drink, then he pour you one, man. It's all right. I'm used to it. <laughs> so I got a question. I know you're 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 asking the questions. I, I want to yeah, ask. Yeah, no, this question. ask it. Okay. <clears throat> if you were on a desert, and you only had three albums, three albums to listen to. Until you died, what would it be? <clears throat> whole albums, whole not, bodies. Not cherry picking songs. No, whole no singles here. I'm talking about bodies of work. Oh <clears throat> man, putting you on the spot. Um, for some reason that um, well, first off, UGK, Underground Kings. Okay, all right. Was it? Is that what's that album called? Riding? Is it Riding Dirty? No, no. What's the album? You know what album I'm talking about? It's got mm-hmm. um, one day you're here, the next day you're gone. Yep. That album's gonna play. I'm gonna have that one. It's a good one. Uh, I'm gonna request that first. Um, I feel like a Tab Benoit album, um, would be another one. 
And then I think lastly, and this is where our headspace is right now, um, probably Metallica. But the album, it's hard to pick. You know, probably the black, probably the black album. <clears throat> yeah, dude, that was. Uh, that but that, those those would be my three. Nice. I would yeah. I would say was was the black album the first one with Bob Rock? That was yeah, it was the first one, Bob. Yeah. I get get a little taste of everything I like. You know, yeah. a little bit of that gangster gutter. If rap. I'm going to go out. I'm going out. Yeah, with these and then jams. I get my I get <laughs> yeah. my fucking like. Le- legit, probably best. While you're searching for coconuts, man, yeah. UGK's jamming. Yeah, fucking, I get it. And then, and then I gotta hear my like my blues. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, right now, I just like Tab Benoit. You know, yeah. I mean, well, I say right now, fucking for the past ten years. Yeah. Uh, do you guys watch? Um, do you watch any shit? Do you watch shit like American Idol? Oh yeah. And um. Oh yeah. Uh, what's the other the one? Voice. The Voice. And what's the other one with, with Simon? Um, uh, was it Rising Star? Eight. Why do American, I know these America's Got Talent. America's Got Talent. Did yeah. you see? You watched that too? Yeah. Did you see that guy from Winsboro, Louisiana, the black dude? I, had, I hadn't watched it in a while. Dude, go fucking watch it. I can't even think of his name right now, but he cut an album. So he was on in like 2018 or 2019. He made it so close to the final round. And then he got let go, and then he came back. Um, but he's he since had got a record deal, whatever, and he has an album out. It's an older black fella from Winsboro, Louisiana, and dude is fucking good. He gives me Gary Clark vibes. Okay. But then he has like some old school blues feels. It's yeah. fucking legit. I might check, check him out. I'll, I'll have to I can't He's got an album out. He just he just dropped an album. He how, dropped an album, I don't know how long ago, how but he old has is an album. He? Like seventy. We played, oh, he's old he's guy? fucking legit. We, we played oh, Legends no. Fest with him. No, we you played up what's his name? What was his name? Why are we so bad with names? Dude. God. And he was good, right? Yeah, this yeah. was probably, what, four months ago we played with him? You know what I'm fucking talking about? Is it last, Harvey? It is it something Harvey? It or, was pretty, or was it last year? It was the one where you were wearing the red pants and I, you were dressed <laughs> up. You were, you were dressed like Stone Cold, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. trying to look it up, but I don't know. But yeah. But you know what I'm <laughs> yes. talking about. Yes. Yeah. He was great. He was fucking legit, man. He was great, man. He was great. Yep. And you said 70 years old. I was like, yeah, I know exactly who that and is. And about blonde. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, he is blind. Yeah, yeah, yeah he they went, were helping him to the stage. Yeah, he went blind. Yeah, but yeah. the dude can fucking wail. Mm-hmm. It was like, great. When you see someone that old get on stage, and it sounds like I'm like, where in the fuck did that come from? Yeah, uh, if I remember right, he had his daughter singing with him too. Like, yeah, um, his his band was super tight. Um, but yeah, that was I remember that it was Halloween. You were dressed like Stone Cold, and I was dressed <laughs> like Rick James. <laughs> yeah. We got pictures of it. We'll post it on Instagram. Everybody, everybody else dressed normal. And we're... <laughs> yeah, not us. <laughs> well, fuck it was Halloween. Why not? Yeah, exactly. Well, when in Rome. <laughs> well, actually, it was the day before Halloween. That yeah, well, still close counted. Enough, man. Close it's, enough, it's man. It's in October. Fuck it. Yeah. Even in September, you're a month from Halloween. Fuck it. Why not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's Halloween yeah. every day that weekend. Yeah. <laughs> or the week. If or the month. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was fun, though. He was great. He was awesome. Yeah, yeah, I can't think of a guy's name, but I feel like um, I just I stumbled upon that yesterday. Somehow it popped up somewhere, and I was like, I've never heard of this dude. It's fucking legit. I would know it if I saw the name. And then I, I told we were headed to CrossFit to teach a class. Well, that was that might have been night before. It wasn't last night, night before last. I told my wife, I was like, look this shit up. Let's listen to this shit on the way there. It was fucking legit. I liked mm. it. But it, it's always fun to. I love like being pleasantly surprised mm-hmm. by music. Like when someone says, listen to a song. And then you're like, okay. Most of the time, I feel like we're like, fuck, what are we, this was person making me listen to. You know what I mean? But then you you're underwhelmed. It, yeah. Then you <laughs> yeah. hear it and you're like, fuck, that's good. And you almost don't want to tell them it's good because you don't want to give but, them too much but, satisfaction. Like, yeah, but then you add it to your playlist. Yeah. And you, you listen to that banger yeah. for like two weeks yeah, straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, uh, dude, Kyle <laughs> sends me stuff every day. And I'm like, it's really good. 
This uh, is pretty good. Cool. He sent me the, the dredge stuff. Does he ever send you some oh, shit and you're man. like, this is absolute trash? No. There you go. Not yet. Um, <laughs> well, I'm not going to lie. I, I feel like maybe in another life, maybe we were brothers or something. I don't know. In a weird um, way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, in fact, like sometimes I don't even make suggestions because I now because I, I already know that he thinks the same. Like, yeah. <laughs> like if we're, if we're like producing, you know, like it, it's, it, it is kind of dorky. Really. It's just dorky. Like I, we'll be doing something and he looks at me and like, I'll do like a vocal throw, like an echo. And he was like, like just a nod of like, that's what I was thinking too. You know? <laughs> so it works, you know, it could be worse. We could be like fighting like cats and dogs all the time. Yeah. Our ideas, but yeah. so we got that going for us. We're just stupid enough that we agree. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I think it's, I think it's awesome. I think what y'all are doing is, um, is, I don't know, man. I think it's something that it's just been taking it for granted that mm-hmm. the whole industry has. Right. And now it's something that people see value in. And like, I mean, what do you see yourself in five years? Like, what do you think? What do you, what do you want to do with this thing? Man, uh, I want to be driving a Lamborghini on my own island. I've heard this so many times. This is, he's so full of shit, dude. <laughs> well, First off, you can't fit in a fucking Lamborghini. <laughs> yeah, so. exactly. He's going to need an XL. That is correct. Yeah. Yeah. Custom designed I'm, Lamborghini. Hey, I'm going to get the top cut off like, like the Shaq did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but, oh God! But, but no. Uh, in, in all honesty, uh, I want to be working with the biggest, most talented artists that we can. You know. Yeah. And uh, I guess we didn't even get to it earlier. We were doing the thing with Tom Douglas. We're now doing a project for Matt Mason. Uh, it's a oh, tribute yeah. thing with different artists, and I guess he maybe guest starring on one of the tracks. Mm. Uh, at first, being honest, because you know I'm not part of the Texas Red Dirt thing until we started doing the studio. I didn't know he was. This guy's got songs that have 66, 80 million streams and multiples of them. Mm-hmm. And he's massive. Uh, and we're going to be working on this project. We're actually working on this project uh, now. Actually, we're going to be filming a music video after, we, the after this ends at what the we're studio doing, so. of one of the <laughs> yeah. tracks. Um, so there's a lot of big things that are coming to this area now. Yeah, and uh, and, I, and I'm glad to be a part of it. Yeah, we're, I mean, we're really pumped up about all this stuff, man. It's just, I don't know, like... Like we talked about before, like me and Lee have been in studios our whole life, and like it's more like this like cookie cutter. You know, we're not naming any names. There's just there's a lot of great studios I out can, there. I can see that, man, and I'm not even in the industry, and I can see that. So you I know, know that, yeah. Um, and it's like I, I never wanted to be that to where it was just like, all right, here you go. You know, it'd be well, this is the what studio we are. This is the only kind of artist we record. I feel right. like you guys are fucking taking it. Like my buddy Nelson, they went and they. Sax, cut a saxophone track at y'all's uh, spot. You know Nelson owned. Yeah, uh, yeah, with the Shreveport Symphony. Yeah, yeah, and oh, they and they yeah, did a yeah. concert. Dude, that guy was awesome. He's fucking. He's, like, if he listens to this, thought, dude, you're a badass man. He, he probably will listen to it. Never would have thought. Dude, he was killer. I, yeah, never would have thought. Like, like I love that you guys are working with everyone. You're yeah. not just creating like we're the studio that only records country music, you right? I mean? Or whatever type of music it is. Yeah, and you know, ultimately for me, I want to get to the point to where. Like, man, I, I'll hear these big releases, like, with Coetzel. You know, only, I'm only saying that because it's, like, he's kind of the, the big guy right now. Yeah, you, you like know? him right now. Yeah. And I really dig what he's doing. Right. And it's well, like, it's man, I want to be a part of that. I, I, I feel like I have something to bring to the table for that, you know? Well, it's, it's not even just that. I mean, it's the hardy stuff. Like, yeah. What, 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 what you're really hearing on that other half of that album is love. Yeah. And that's kind of like what, that's what That's what we were talking about earlier is, like, about a year ago, two years ago, we are like, man – 
Coetzel's kind of taken off with this grunge rock thing. Like, I hope rock really comes back because, like, dude, I keep referring to this damn Limp Biscuit album, but like, what right. Limp Biscuit? All right, so what, what's the name of the album? Significant other. It had Nookie. Is that on the it. one before? Huh? It had Nookie on it. So that was the one before Hot Dog Flavored Water. Yes. Okay, got you. Got and you. the first one was Three Dollar Bill, y'all. That had yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, what was the uh, the cover he did? So Roland was on. That was on Hot Dog Flavored yes. Water. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. It's so dork are we talking about Limp Bizkit. But Dude, anyway, no, it's not. That was my first introduction. Did you introduction see the video of fucking ICP hey, hey. trying to dropkick uh, Limp Bizkit on the no. fucking... You haven't all, seen it? No, I, I got to look it up. Goddamn, Josh, we're going to have to upgrade our shit uh, to where we can show video. All right, so there's a, there's a clip. There's a clip to where ICP and Limp Bizkit are touring together. This just happened like a month ago. This is fresh, okay? They're touring together, and apparently they don't like each other. Apparently there's been a feud between them. I'm not sure. The guy, whoever's the main jungle juggalo, or what, I don't know the shit about ICP, but the main singer or whatever, main rapper dude from ICP. Mm-hmm. So uh, fucking uh, Fred Durst is on stage singing and this motherfucker comes up runs up behind him and tries to jump and drop kicks him tries to jump and drop kick him but while he he's fucking singing? misses oh, and falls on his ass <laughs> question was it the heavy or the thin one was it heavy J is that what his name I don't know who it was you have to watch the video man I- I'll send y'all the video something J it was fucking hilarious I was like this is hilarious <laughs> well now that we're bringing it back to wrestling, <laughs> how do we get to wrestling? I'm talking about Lil Biscuit. What are you talking about? We're talking about ICP. Oh, ICP. Yeah. You don't remember ICP '90s wrestling? Yeah. Tag oh yeah. Team? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> get it together. Come on. Um, but no. Back to what I was talking about with the rock stuff. We were always like, man, I hope. Uh, is that He's it? The video. Is that it? Uh, he missed, dude. He t- <laughs> dude, he totally missed that. Isn't that the most embarrassing shit ever? Like <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. Uh, but no, we've we've been like secretly hoping like this rock thing comes back because like, dude, like it's going to it has man, to. like everything we, has cycles. Like yeah, like like I I mean for years I made a living playing country music. It was great. I love country music. I love everything. But like at the end of the day, I'm like, <laughs> we'll be working on a project, and I'm like thinking to myself. How rock can I make this yeah, track without pissing yeah, somebody off? You know, yeah. so I'm always trying to. That know, is a battle. Like, turn up these, yeah. can I turn up these riffs a little bit? Yeah, how edgy can I make yeah. this? You know, can I it, it, this some a little bit. Can we throw this right. halftime and like triple bass, <laughs> quadruple <Yeah>. bass? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So not the mute the drums up a little bit. Well, man. yeah, exactly. And, and, and the great part, what we're doing right now is we've met like. What I would say, we, we have a drummer currently that can do everything. Adam Gillette. He's Adam amazing. Gillette. He's amazing. Uh, if you said, play Slipknot, if you said, hey, uh, play Mike Bortnoy, yeah. he would play it for you on a whim. And honestly, he might could even do it with latency in this track. That's, how good he is. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a whole nother nerdy topic. Savant. Yeah. <laughs> he's savant. savant level. Yeah, he's great, man. Savant level. So, uh, like, yeah, we've had him in the special. studio cutting tracks, and he's, he's great, you know. Um, yeah, I do love the. I love. Um, I was a like huge fan of rock in my early twenties, and um, I love it. And all the things before it started getting too, you know, mainstream mm-hmm. and too, you know what I mean? Like yeah, too, so like like and, like your stuff was like uh, I don't know, like um, Cedar stuff like that. I liked um, I liked Avenged Sevenfold. Oh God, yeah, Backcountry. Fuck yes, Back, Dude, that was but, my no, the f- album before Backcountry is amazing too. Um, the uh, one with all the fucking sound and horn it's, it's something in horns. Yeah, it has all the artwork on the front yeah, of it. It's an amazing album. That one, 
Um, I love Avatar. That's a good band. Dude, they were great, I man. Fuck, have you seen them live? I have not. Fuck. Change your it's life. It's like watching... I know y'all fucking seen Metal, Metalocalypse. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Leap, like watching... Leap maybe watch it, like yeah. It's like watching because it's the only band you're seeing where they're all... Their hair's so fucking long, they're all trolling at the same Just time. Just in sync. Yeah, and it's it's like watching that cartoon on fucking stage. <laughs> Avatar. Legit they made the fun. cartoon Dude, after them. Dude, they're like Norwegian or some shit, too. Right, I don't know what right. they are. I don't mean to like offend them or anything, but like, <laughs> like they're fucking legit, dude. Um, I saw them live. That was amazing. I, I love Five Figure Death Punch until they went too far fucking... Yeah, man, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know what happened with that, but I'm a fan of you know, their earlier stuff. But like all that stuff, and, and and it's always funny. Like you always sound like a like a, a snob. You're like, oh, I like the earlier work. You know what I mean? But it's yeah. fucking true. Like, I was there from the first Limp well, Bizkit before, album. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I don't, I don't think it's always like for myself. I know it's not always true because I'm a huge Allison Chains fan. Yeah. I like pretty mm. much everything Dude, they did. Have you the, seen them fucking live? I've never got some. Holy, miles. I have to. I've only watched videos. Holy fucking mm. shit. Okay, so look, I went and watched them. Live, of course, with the new lead singer who is fucking phenomenal, and Agreed. you cannot I've tell. Listened. I can't tell the fucking difference, dude. And and so I went and saw them, and it was them and fucking Corn. Oh, the sickest shit I've ever seen. So in my, fucking my life. favorite drummer, my yeah. favorite drummer, his name's Ray Luzier. Yeah, he's playing with Corn now, oh, and I, I've got to go see dude, him. So dude. I saw them in uh, Dosegis Pavilion in Dallas, and um, and Allison Chains. I, th- I want to say Corn opened for Allison Chains. I can't remember. Vice might have been vice versa. It didn't matter. It's it, dude, equally awesome either dude, way. I couldn't fucking sit down. Like, yeah, and, I, and Fired it was up. like, yeah. I mean, it wasn't even like it was just fanboy. I was like, holy fuck! Like, like people with me, like we didn't ever see this side of you. I'm like, you don't fucking know. This is my shit. Right I'm basically here, getting you know? that mosh, but you don't realize that's your shit. Like when you're down in the hole and you're like. You feel oh, it, like man. No. I am in this when hole. it's right there oh. on the like on the stage. Yeah, and then you hear corn. You're like, fuck yeah, you know. They play all that shit, all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, well, that's uh, disturbing. Yeah. I'd probably piss a lot of Allison Chains fans off by saying this. My favorite Allison Chains album, hands down. The like, Devil Brought Dinosaurs here. No, it's uh, the one that gives. Uh, it's I believe it's called. Black is way to blue. The album. That's Black a newer. Yeah. That's a newer one. That's a newer one. That's a newer one. That's what, it had check so my brain. So what song do you like? Check my brain. I hate uh, that song. Check, really? Check, check, check my brain. You like that? I love it. Dude, that that dan, 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 I hate dan, that. Dan, dan. Yeah, dude. California, so right. Where's, where's that guitar at? <laughs> check my brain. Dude, it's so yeah. good. I love it. I love dude. it. I don't know. I just I uh, didn't like that song. Uh, I think because they played it too much on fucking Octane. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 it uh, was every other song uh, they oh, played well, that song. Well, I don't listen to the yeah. radio. Maybe that's why. Well, I, back then I did. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, at the time, because uh, I was still buying CDs. I was mm. behind the times. Oh, and also I lived in Homer, Louisiana. <laughs> Good old Homer. So my Wi-Fi. So I'm still like. He's on a dial-up modem. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still getting CDs. I still, I'm still the fucker pulling out the fucking CD case. <laughs> Let me get that fucker in, dude. Yeah, and, and uh, I mean, Black gives bla- uh, way to blue. Every actually, mm. I liked every song. What is another album. good song on that album? There's some that I really like. I wasn't. I hated that song because I heard it too much. It wasn't that I didn't um, like it. But no, I, no. Dude, too every much. song on that album, yeah. is a banger, is a banger. Huh? Yeah, uh, dude. And I'll go ahead and say it. Best guitar tone they ever had. Yeah, hands down. You know, and you know, that was pop. That's a free for, amp. Yeah. For forever, they caught <laughs> flack over you know. Oh, how could you replace Lane? Like, dude, like Jerry and all those guys. Like, they still want to create music. Yeah, like, what do you do? Stop? Well, like, they still love that. Yeah. So the fact that they found somebody who dude, he sounds, sounds like just him, fucking like him. How like, can if you, you not close your eyes? Support that. What's well, a black like, guy? Wow, I know. Too. And I'm like, what the fuck? This yeah. is amazing. Yeah. And I'm sitting there with my eyes closed. And I'm like. 
If you close your fucking eyes, you can't tell a difference. No, this dude's phenomenal. Same dude. Uh, it's like the guy from. I mean, Journey. what are the odds the they Journey, found someone? The new Journey singer, like uh, an Asian. Yes, fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. Philippine. Incredible. Philippine. Excuse yeah. me. Yeah, I don't know what, it, but yeah, it's amazing. Um, no, no to- totally agreed. But okay, don't get me wrong. Down in a hole. That's my favorite rooster. Dude. All-time favorite. Nah, rooster. Have all-time you heard favorite. Ryan Adams do down in a hole? No. Not Brian Adams, but Ryan Adams. No. I'll send it to you. It's so good, man. So uh, good. But but in all honesty, though, those tracks would. Oh my god, I I like oh that god. track so much. We used to cover it. I, that's how much I liked it. it I hate covering tracks. Mm. I hate covering songs. Um, but I liked that track so much. Had to do it. Um, Allison Chain is probably one of my favorite. Like as far as harmonies, that it, mm. it always had this dark. Well, most people are harmonizing thirds. They'll do it mainly in fifths. It was so unique. And that's the sound. It's, like, it was, it's, which is Jerry's you know, brainchild there. Which, like, and that's what I was going to get to. Amazing. A lot of your favorite lyrics, of course, Lane Staley did a lot, quite a few, but a lot of your favorite songs were written by Jerry Cantrell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jerry Cantrell is, I mean, a lot of Alice in Chains. Yeah, I want to say at least 80%. And also a phenomenal vocalist. Yeah. Like without those harmonies, mm. there, Allison Chains does not have that dark mm-hmm. vibe because the harmonies are always so loud in their stuff. It's yeah. it's so it's present. It's 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 beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And at the same time, it it, it takes you on a journey. You know, yeah. that's what's special about it. So I'm secretly hoping like all that all that great stuff is is slowly coming back in. It'd be nice. Know? It'd be nice. Um, because like you just like you see these country music artists selling these stadiums out but then you see these you know these bands coming back and playing and you're just like dude no one's there's not getting ticket sales and the, and the shit's amazing like it just it's frustrating yeah, yeah. you know but know. it we have cycles it's gonna happen it'll come back around yeah I, mean, I think all good inevitable. things come back around man. yeah it's inevitable yeah. it's gonna happen so I, ha- I hate to self-promote but uh, one of the coolest things to me we, we did a track as a you know a tribute to the troops uh, we did a cover of I Won't Back Down by Tom Petty yeah and uh Kyle laid these harmonies, and if you're listening, he he Jerry controlled it. I it's, try to channel my energy very like yeah. perfectly, and this is a new talent for Kyle. Kyle is, uh, I mean, on top of you know being the best at everything. <laughs> um, Don't want to brag, but <laughs> but now he's now now he's the harmony guy. Yeah. You know, I try to be, try to be. No, That's it's important, uh, man. It's yeah. important. Especially yeah. if the song calls for it, you know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah. Well, really, it was one of those convenience things because it's like, man, I can't get anyone in here for two weeks to sing harmonies on this crap. I'm just going to try it. So I was like, if it sounds like shit, just tell me. And Lee was like, dude, that's it. I'm like, really? Because <laughs> like, anytime you hear it, like, I've always had this voice phobia. Like, I, I used to not even leave people voicemails because I couldn't stand the way I would sound in it, you know? And uh, singing, that's a whole nother level of like, in your head you know it's like I definitely ain't gonna try to sing if I hate my voice this much you yeah. know and uh, I was like man I've gotta do something you know we've gotta get the harmonies on here and I told him he was like dude it sucks tell me and he was like no that's it I was like fucking with me it's like no it's good man it's great I'm like okay alright so I enjoyed it it was well, fun well one of the things that I would say kind of sucks about singing is like a guitar you can practice and make yourself you can play anything you want it doesn't mm. matter however though with singing you're going to have a certain tint to your voice no matter what. It goes back to the fingerprint. Yeah, you like, can't, you're you always going to sound yeah, like you. And, you're going to have your own sound. And, yeah, there's nothing and, you can do and, about it. And, and, and that's what sucks because, like, if your imagination tells you that 
your voice should sound like this on something. And you Chris can't, Cornell, you're you know, not ever like yeah. you have to. You have to cater to what you've been given. Yeah, you know. Well, the worst things I think are people that play cover songs that try to sound too much like that artist instead of taking that cover and making it their own. Dude, we were just talking about that the other day. <clears throat> like, we'll hear these people do covers. No reason to cover a song if it if sounds it's like not the original. Different. Yeah, if right. it sounds like I'm just going to listen to the original if it sounds close right. to the original. Right. Like, look, do look, your own thing with look, it. Look, you know? look, here's the deal. I, I can understand keeping the words because that is their body of work and that's their masterpiece and you're paying ode to it in your own way. And that's what I come back to. So, you know, if 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 you if you want to take a song, make it different in some way. I, I whether it's vocally, whether it's instrumentally, make it different. Yeah. If if you're gonna cover a Prince song, you're gonna cover a Tom Petty song, do your own thing. Yeah. yeah. If it sounds exactly like it, then you're they've already had it. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, whether people are mad, whether they love it, they may they may even tell you they like it better. But regardless, it has to be your own. It doesn't yeah. matter, you know. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, if it sounds close to the original, it's like I, I just want to listen to the original. Like, yeah. you know, yeah, it I, needs to be a totally different—not totally different, but at least a good variant take. What on, new do you have to offer? Yeah, exactly—a fresh perspective on that that yeah. song. You know, cool. I like it. I agree. Well, yeah. Let's wrap this thing up, guys. We're over an hour. We're Man, I thought it. we just got started. I know. Yeah, I know, dude, right? we still got some some know, of this right? uh, this fine this drink. Fine tequila. I know, yeah, right? yeah. Well, hey, till next time. Hey, cheers, man. Cheers, gentlemen. Enjoyed it.